0: On today's episode of Locked On Canucks, Elias Pedersen has a new haircut. Brock Besser, what will his new contract look like? And do you really have to support the Oilers because they're the only team left in Canada? All that and more on Locked On Canucks, and it starts now. You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode, Tuesday, May the 31st. Yes, the final day of May is here. June is tomorrow. Summer is now here. The weather is going to get nicer. The birds are going to start chirping earlier in the morning. And it's going to get more uncomfortable to sleep. Yes, I am Justin Pooney. You, of course, can find me at Twitter underscore process sports. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. Every day, we are free and, of course, available wherever you get your podcast services. As I mentioned, guys, interesting show we have today. Elias Pettersson has a new hairdo, as we all saw on Twitter or Reddit. Brock Besser, I've explained yesterday what Bo Horvat's new contract will look like. And today, I'm going to look at what Brock Besser's potential new contract will look like with the Vancouver Canucks. And seeing as the Western Conference Finals starts today, are we as Canadians obliged to cheer for the Edmonton Oilers? And it's going to unleash an epic rant of mine that I hope you all enjoy. So, but first... Let's start off with Elias Petterson. If you were just looking on Twitter in the last, oh, I don't know, hour or so, pictures have circulated on Elias Patterson's new haircut. Elias Patterson <laughs> now is taking the Patrick Alvin route and kind of, you know, as they say, went home. He buzz cut his head. Now, I don't know if it's warm in Sweden right now this time of year, and he's just trying to, you know, Keep his head nice and cool. Maybe his helmet was a bit snug and he wanted to fit a little bit nicer. But I fully embrace the buzz cut bald look of Elias Pedersen. It makes him look a lot tougher, um, which I definitely agree with. Now, being as me, I struggle with hair myself uh, in certain aspects. I think it's important that Elias Pedersen uh, embraces it. I definitely, he is stronger than me. Um, but I, that was kind of funny. We t- I put on Twitter that I would talk about his new hairstyle. And I just, I thought it was kind of funny. So, um, Elise Pedersen, I assume him to have his full Swedish locks back uh, come September or late August when he returns back to Vancouver. Uh, But let's go to another guy who is uh, a very impressive locks of hair. Uh, Brock Besser um, has one of the best flows, as the kids say, uh, in the league. And he's going to get a new contract, most likely with the Vancouver Canucks, because he still is a restricted free agent. And the Canucks are basically going to be negotiating. Uh, with themselves um unless a trade comes arise or something of that sort happens but i don't think at this particular time we will see that transpire but a 25-year-old winger will become a restricted free agent um and he currently has a whopping massive 7.5 million dollar Qualifying offer as a restricted free agent. So he could sign a one-year $7.5 million offer this year, next year, and then become an unrestricted free agent, which I don't think would be the way to go because a $7.5 million price tag would put him in the top 10 of NHL right-wingers. Um, and when you look at Brock Bester's season, it was his lowest points per game average at 0.65. He was normally averaging on 0.79. Um, and his points this year um, were essentially um, 27th best uh, among right wingers this past season. Now, he was injured um, last year uh, He when he led the Canucks in scoring. He was fifth in the NHL for right wingers. Um, so obviously, the Canucks, you know, I think it's kind of become evident that the Canucks are going to keep Besser. There's been reports of a bridge deal. Um probably a two to three year deal, maybe even a four year deal. Um so I was kind of looking at a comparable contracts and where uh one Brock Besser would fit in to um the realm. So you have guys like Jake Gensel, um Pavel Buchnevich, Anthony Mantha, um all those type of guys. Andre Palat, you know, Gustav Nyquist over the last, you know, seven, five to seven years, uh kind of players who um, You know, had a similar points per game um, output as Brock Besser. And the way I see it shaking down is this. I don't think, I think we all can agree Brock Besser um, is not at that level where he can command a $7.5 million price tag um, at this particular time. Now, look, he had, you know, a decent year this year. He scored over 20 goals. Um, again, he's kind of just been consistent like that we expect with his talent level we kind of always expect them to get you know above 30 30 35 I well, know certainly when he first came in the league many people thought that best would be a consistent 30 goal score hasn't got to that point yet um and quite frankly it's kind of affected him in the sense where the NHL's a you know like, what have you done for me uh lately league where you know if you don't put points on the board or produced what your expected amount is, it affects your contract status. And for Brock Besser, kind of came at a tough time because well, I don't know about a tough time. But he's still kind of in that restricted free agent period where you know he could sign those short-term deals before he could study unrestricted free agency where he can sign, of course, that mega, mega big ticket deal. Um but going for I see Besser potentially signing, you know, around a two to three year deal worth six, six point five Kind of what I was saying about Bo Horvat, except I think Horvat's going to get a longer-term deal, and of course Horvat would become unrestricted eligible, unrestrictedly eligible if his contract were to expire after next year. Um, and he, he could, I think, he could definitely command six, seven, almost seven plus in the open market for Bo Horvat. I think Brock Besser would do the same. Um, some team would be dumb enough to offer them that much money, um, but I definitely see Besser kind of sticking around. That you know that. Two year, 13 million range, maybe a three year, um, 19 and a half, uh, potentially four years for a little bit of a lower cap. Hit. You know, you have guys like Andre Pallott or Tyler Johnson looking at that Tampa. They took a little bit less um, to sign, or, you know, about five million ish. Um, Johnson took a little bit less than Pallott, um, but they got more term. Um, I hate bringing up Tampa in these contract discussions because. Playing in Tampa, you have a certain advantage over playing, especially in a Canadian city, and that's the tax situation. In Florida, just like Nevada and certain other states, you have no state income tax, right? So you could take, so guys like Kucherov, Stamkos, Vasilevsky, Hedman, Palat, Kalorn, all these guys in Tampa that take less are actually making the same amount they would make anywhere else because there's no state income tax in Tampa Bay when you play in canada you're going to get taxed a lot more so although tampa and those contracts are comparable it's kind of a different ball game where you know the tax situation tax breaks are different in different situations in different markets so throwing that out i believe brett besser falls into you know a 6 6.5 around the same ballpark as a bo horvat um, type of deal now I was listening to um, NHL Insiders talk about the Calgary Flames and how, you know, Matthew Kachuk is an RFA and, of course, Johnny Goudreau is a UFA. And do the Flames and their ownership, because Matthew Kachuk's uh, tender offer, I believe, is $9.5 million. Um, So, and, you know, offer sheets. And, you know, I don't, I think the whole offer sheet thing, even with Besser, I don't see anybody offering Brock Besser um an offer sheet i don't see um anybody offering matthew kachuk an offer sheet because if you want to sign kachuk even at 10.5 million which could scare the flames away you got to give up four first round picks now matthew kachuk is a great player but four and first round picks even the next one then the the, the um, it's tiered right so the there's 10 million 10.5 is the top the next tier uh it's still two first round picks and two second round picks which potentially could be where brock best would fall in to get um if you were to get offer sheeted um again I, I don't see anybody potentially giving away two first round picks and two second round picks for brock besser on the rfa train so that is why i believe this whole contract situation with besser um is gonna be it's basically just the canucks versus the canucks how much do they want to go where do they want to go Besser is going to have to sign because he has no technical rights now he could decline and you know the whole trade could happen, but we don't see that happening. So I see Besser signing a two to three year deal, becoming a UFA after that, um, for about anywhere between six, 6.5, 6.25, kind of around there, less than his qualifying offer, um, and getting that term kind of a, you know, bet on yourself type deal once again. Um, so that will be interesting to see how that shakes down, um, I do think they do get this deal done. That's why I was talking about Bo Horvat's deal yesterday because I'm almost, we're all pretty much certain that that deal is going to get done. I next think the Besser deal will get done too. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about the JT Miller deal and some comps because that one is still up in limbo. Of course, um, talks of Jim Rutherford um, and his, oh, well, we have an internal cap number on JT Miller. So that's for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I just want to kind of explain the Brock Besser contract situation. Compared to guys, you know, even like Jake Gensel, um, who, you know, signed a newer deal, who was kind of on the same ballpark. He signed a five-year, $6 million deal. Um, and then we have Palat, 5.3. Mantha at 5.7. So I see Besser at the top end of that, potentially 6, 6.5-ish around there. Um, so that's going to be interesting shakedown. But I do think that deal gets done, a bridge deal, um, and then the Canucks can move forward. With Besser in the fold for at least in a couple of years, and then they can kind of push the decision on whether he's worth keeping long term down the road a little bit longer. Uh, but coming up after the break, this is the main point, uh, main part. Excuse me of this episode is I'm going to talk about why us as Canucks fans don't feel the obligation to cheer for other Canadian teams during this. Stanley Cup playoffs when they are the Canadian team standing so so stick around for that but first I want to talk to you guys about the lovely lovely people at Rock Auto this episode of course is brought to you by Rock Auto with ever increasing numbers of and of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions such as, is your auto scene LX or EX and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts and chain stores or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over- over 20 years rock auto has reliably low prices for a customer they have everything you could need brake parts tail lamps motor and even new carpet for example we encourage you myself and i uh, you know i wanted to get new taillights for my car i was able to go on rockauto.com and find those just like that it's easy to use it finds your solutions right away so go to rockauto.com right now See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection wide below prices. All the parts your car will ever need auto.com. So guys, of course, the NHL conference finals begin today. And quickly, I believe the NHL is Gary Bettman sitting in his office is up in New York, uh, having the time of his life, knowing that he has The New York Rangers, an original six market, uh, the biggest media market in the world in his final four. The Rangers are a historical brand, have fans all over uh, North America. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time reigning defending Stanley Cup champions on course for their three-peat superstars like Nikita Kucherov, uh, Steven Stamkos, you know, Andre Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman, a big-name franchise, of course, trying to go for a 3 P as I mentioned, for the first time, for the first, excuse me, 3 P since the early 80s of the New York Islanders. Then on the West, we, of course, have the Colorado Avalanche, which have a young upstart team with superstars, the likes of Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Gabrielle Landeskog, Miko Rantanen, the great story of Nazim Kadri these playoffs. So you have very interesting, juicy storylines. And, of course, the Avalanche, we're one of the best teams in the regular season, taking on Connor McDavid, the biggest star in the game in Canada, and of course his running mate Leon Draisaitl with Evander Kane, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, Darnell Nurse. Um, two excitingly and two teams to play exciting brands of hockey going at it. So Gary Bettman is probably doing cartwheels right now, jumping for joy about this final four they have going on but the debate in canada is are we obliged as Canadians to cheer for the edmonton oilers or excuse me are we as cocky fans fans in canada obliged and for cheer for the edmonton oilers because they have team left uh, and I think that's kind of bogus just because there's only one Canadian team left does not mean we have to cheer for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, disclaimer, I want the Oilers to make it to the Stanley cup finals because I believe it would be awesome to see the game's best in Connor McDavid Um in the, on the games biggest stage if Connor McDavid is playing in the Stanley Cup finals against either the New York Rangers a historical original 6 franchise or the Tampa Bay Lightning going for a 3peat That will draw viewers to the game like no tomorrow. Leon Dreissel, again, is one of the biggest superstars in this game. Having your best players play on the biggest stage just makes the game so much better. You look at the NBA Finals. We have an historic brand like the Boston Celtics with their young superstars like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You have the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, one of the most recognizable faces in the sport, and the current dynasty of the Golden State Warriors. That is a big deal in the NBA and likewise will be in the NHL but sticking to the point at hand I don't have to cheer for the Edmonton Oilers because they're Canada's team I'm loyal to the Vancouver Canucks I'm not loyal to the Edmonton Oilers I'm a Canucks fan I was born and raised a Vancouver Canucks fan I don't care if the Edmonton Oilers are in the finals I don't have to cheer for them when the Winnipeg Jets made their run I didn't cheer for the Jets I didn't I wanted to see Washington win because I wanted to see Alex Ovechkin win the Stanley Cup Montreal last year. I didn't care that Montreal you know, was in the cup finals. I wanted to see Tampa win back to back. Right? You look at it, right? And people are gonna say I'm petty and all this. Remember when the Canucks were in the Stanley Cup Finals? Remember when the Vancouver Canucks were in the Stanley Cup Finals and you know national media and people newspapers, newspapers at that time were saying. Canucks Canada's team, no thanks. Or I kind of was cheering for the Bruins, not the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, we never forgot that. You know, we're out on the West Coast over the Rocky Mountains. We we have to conform to when the Leafs come to town, have our games at four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, we Nobody out East stays up and watches our games. People barely know our players. Um, and... Quite frankly, why should we have to be cheer for other teams when they don't want to cheer for us? We had the best chance to win the Stanley Cup in Canada for the first time in a very long time. President's Trophy winners had the best team, the best players in the league on our squad, and Canada turned our backs on us because we had guys like Alex Burrows, Kevin Bieksa, Ryan Kessler, and people didn't like them. So quite frankly, the whole... Notion that, oh, we as Canadians have to do the Canadiana thing and cheer for the Oilers. No, you don't. You cheer for who you want to cheer. If you want to see the Rangers win a Stanley Cup, by all means, cheer for the Rangers. If you want to see Tampa Bay at 3 threepeat, which would be a historical feat in itself in a salary cap era, by all means. If you want to see Colorado, Nathan McKinnon, and, and the Avs return to the top for the first time in 21 years, cheer for them. I want the Oilers to win because... I want to see McDavid win the Stanley Cup. I think he's the best player. He's playing head and shoulders above the rest. I want to see him play on the biggest stage and in the biggest games of the year. But I'm not cheering for them simply because they're Canada's team. That's not the case whatsoever. We are not obliged as Canadians to cheer for other Canadian teams. It's just... that I just find that a biggest and stupid remark. So, um, and speaking of, that, I was reading a funny article online explaining from a POV of a Leafs fan perspective of Vancouver. And I kind of want to touch on that as well because I don't, of course, I disagree with the whole thing. But first, uh, we have one more break and then we will come back and I will... Unleash my fury on people who are trying to perceive us Canucks fans. Welcome back to you locked in on all things Canucks. Of course, I'm your host, Justin. Um, so, as I just mentioned, that no, we as Canucks are not obliged to cheer or forced to cheer for the Oilers because they are Canada's team. Because when we were Canada's team, nobody wanted to cheer for us. We continue, we continuously get overshadowed by the media in Canada. We can continuously never get the respect we deserve. Now I know we have, but let's face it. We were the most dominant, uh, had the most dominant stretch that any of Canada has had. You can say that we never made it past the first round, we made it past the first round consistently during that era, 2000s, early 2000s. Um, so I don't want to hear that, but I was reading an article when I was researching stuff for this show and it was a blog by a Leafs fan explaining how um, Canucks fans are delusional and always uh, looking up at the Leafs in Toronto wishing to be like them. That's not the case whatsoever. The reason us Canucks fans despise other markets, especially out East, is because we're on the West Coast. Our games are at 10 o'clock at night. Nobody watches us play on the global market. We don't get the the national or the um, league recognition that we deserve. You know, we have young, young superstar players, right? That we readily, rarely get to vote. Don't really get featured much, um, you know, uh, down south. And it's certainly fighting to prove that we are a global city. We are, you know, the we've been voted the best place to live in the world countless times the weather's beautiful the, the the landscape is amazing yes it rains a little bit but who cares lovely people lovely melting pot of different types of people from all over the world um vancouver and the canucks are you know world class i know jim benning uh, has not been the best but um i think this new era this new ushering it's just constantly um things are changing things are moving better and when the Canucks were at the peak of their powers, they never received the passion and the desire that they deserved. Um, and Leafs fans always say, well, you know, they give us like, what, two seconds of uh, attention only when we play them, right? And the fact of the matter is that sticks with us. We want respect. We deserve respect from the rest of the nation. And that is simply um, what it comes down to, respect and adoration from other people across the country. And when we don't receive that, we feel attacked and we feel slighted. And I was reading this article that this least fan wrote, this blog post, excuse me, and it just was enraged me because we don't want to be like Toronto. We want to be Vancouver, but we just want the respect from the city we come from and the area we are because we don't. We don't get the, the clout we deserve. We don't get the recognition we deserve. And that's all we want. We just want to be recognized as a world-class city and appreciated for what we are. And once we get that, and once we, hell, we hosted the most successful Winter Olympics in the world where Canada was put on the map um, and Canadian pride was shown globally in our backyard in Vancouver. But still, we're always considered to out east of Toronto um, and stuff like that. So that is why us Canucks fans won't cheer for other Canadian teams. That is why we continuously complain about media coverage because We get forced Toronto stuff down our throat and we want to be shown the respect that we deserve as a sports city. Simple as that. It's as simple as that. So that was my little rant on uh, Canada's team and Canucks perception. The Canucks Canucks fans always fighting with Leaf fans because it all comes down to respect and we feel that we've had a more successful organization over the last 50 years than the Leafs. And if you look at it, we kind of have. So... That's why it's always a constant put, you know, tug of war between us and Toronto because we want to receive the respect that we deserve. Um, so that is that. Um, anyway, that is today's episode of Lockdown On Conduct. As I mentioned, tomorrow's episode we will talk on the JT potential contract you know, talk about some more stuff potentially if any news breaks in the Canucks. But I want to thank you for making Canucks your first listen every day now. Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news from local experts every Monday through. It's free and available forever And you get your podcast services. Guys, take care, stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.